Kia ora, good evening everybody. Welcome along to Wednesday Night Live with uh, James. Five weeks on the trot, he's been on Off the Pine and now it's five weeks on the trot. It's Team CP uh, Media Podcast Night tonight, brought to you by some fantastic sponsors. Wow we what a show we've got for you tonight, being a Wednesday. It's a lotto night. We better bring in the Powerball himself, Richard Greer. How are you getting on, Rich? <laughs> it just gets better and better. James, oh, what an intro. Good job. And there's a reason why you're running into the startup starting lineup with intros like that. Good job. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I was sitting there trying to prepare that one for a while. I didn't write it down, so I wasn't sure how that was going to go. But um, I think, we, can we can we go with that? Or can we call you the Powerball? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think um, in future, as we get more professional with this, James, we'll just run with that. It's just what's expected. But right now, we'll, uh, we'll definitely sit back and just applaud that intro. Well done. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, uh, look, great sponsors along tonight. And uh, tonight's show, of course, being brought to you by Giant Bikes, uh, Salomon New Zealand, Pure Sports Nutrition, Coffee Culture, Evo Cycles, Front Runner Colombo, Sunto Watches, and of course, the gear, True Fleece Merino. It's a great show. I tell you what, I'm fizzing about tonight. How about you? Yeah, no, good. No, super, super keen to get get a roll on. We've got a, a yeah, an action packed show and some awesome guests, which is really cool. So, as we're going to give away a bit of a prize, it's all about running tonight and ultra running. And uh, our prize tonight is a race tickapo entry in September. We're going to talk to Kerry Yuren, the race director, shortly. But we're going to couple that with a Solomon NZ. Uh, plus some pure sport nutrition to go out in one hit. So basically what you need to do is you need to give us some feedback, ask a question during the show, or tell us a highlight afterwards to go and to win that um, that entry. So the plus the pure sport nutrition, plus the Solomon NZ prize pack. So you can choose at Tekapo, the 32K, the 21, the 12, the 5, or the 3, 3K kids dash if you win it and accidentally don't want to run. There's still options there for the whole family. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how a fully grown man would get away running the 3K kids run, but uh, yeah, there might be a few sideways looks. But it's an option. It's an option. Yeah, sure. and it's not. It's not any less competitive, James. You've still got to do your stretches and your warm ups to give yourself any chance. It's when you come third and I, the kids dash. That's like, oh, damn it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think it's probably more competitive than we give it credit for. There's some fast kids out there, and I don't want to be at the back of that pack. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be better off just sort of dawdling around the 32, I think, James. Sign yourself up for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that sounds good. Well, looking forward to having a uh, having a chat with Kerry about that. A new event, so very exciting. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Just on that, Absolutely. we'll talk more about that later. What I do like is when you go to the Race Tickapo website, it's come for the run, stay for the fun. So I'll definitely be there for part two. Love a good fun time. <laughs> good job. Well done. Any good, uh, any good reporters doing his research on what's going to happen in the show? I like it, James. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Hey, um, how's things been going for you? Another big Wednesday. What's when, what was your local run? Seeing as we're on a local, uh, we're on a running show. When was the last time you went for a run? Yeah, well, I'd have to claim it as my second game of football was where I ran. Uh, second game of football oh, in thirty good. years. Uh, the first game took me two weeks to recover from. Uh, turned up and again, so, and I had to come up with excuses of why I couldn't play, and then uh, had another crack at it on Saturday. Just been so it's really interesting running in a different way, change of direction, and then just full gas trying to beat the person next to you. You often don't do that in endurance sport, so it's been really good for me to um, to move in a different way and and sort of challenge myself there. And it's a good yeah, so um, really enjoying that. So it's uh, a little bit different maybe than what I normally do, but but heaps of fun that's for sure. What about you, James? 
Yeah, well, I, I, I can't say mine's quite as exciting as that, but I went for a run. I've actually been a bit crook, so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to try and blow the rest of the sickness out by going for a run. So what better way to do that than do a lactate, lactate test? Uh, so I did that this afternoon, and oh, right. it was going really, I thought it was going really great. This is going to be awesome. And then wouldn't you know it, the Garmin didn't record it. So yeah. I'm not even sure if that counts. I can't get kudos. I can't get anything for that. I'm pretty sure that's a, a null and void. It's a, it's a null result, which is a bit of a shame because I, I felt it was going well. But that was a did, little local around it. What you're trying to claim is you did a run, but you didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I did a run, but I can't. Yeah, it's not online. So therefore, it probably didn't happen. Yeah, no, that's right. Hard yeah, luck, James. We'll move along. Oh, did I tell you I scored a goal as well? Did you? No, you didn't get that Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end of the show in the sports section, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we'll run you through it like that. Um, so no, just other stuff that's going on. Um, Takaheita Akaroa Relay event. If you want to be involved in that and join one of our teams, let us know. And also the McLean six-hour six mountain bike relay team. If you want to be part of that, let us know as well. Um, we also, you're talking about running and things in our your local challenge. That was on in the weekend and um, we'll finished up over the last two weeks. So the challenge was to run, to bike, to kayak, to swim, to tramp, to mountain bike, to your local. Share a couple of photos on our community page of you getting there and then also of you having your feet up enjoying your perfect brew your pie your favorite ice cream etc so we had an amazing uh, array of people from all over the world from london to local hills to picton to paparoa trail uh, there was plenty of uh, action out there for sure um reese set up the queen charlotte track Braden visited the local bike park with his little fella george isabel and kate found their way around the city to moon underwater while urban adventuring and kushler carved it up on the mountain and uh and headed back to her local as well so our winner we've got two winners the biggest mission to get there so that's blair from greymouth walking the paparoa track over three days by before having a burger and a coke at the punakaiki tavern and the best photo uh you might even have that in the background there um there james if you can have a oh, search for that the best photo jan sipple with her click the buttons james that one there, the pie. <laughs> there. Yeah, learning the ropes. Come on, James, bring it up. Click the button. With yeah, the daily pie photo, the there we go. Look at that. Does that not make you hungry? And, and that really sums <laughs> up the challenge, doesn't it? Yeah, well look at that. Well done, Jan. What a result. Yeah. Uh, so the fairly the I think it was a salmon and salmon and bacon or something like that there. So fairly pie. So Jan, you're a winner. Blair, you're a winner. We'll get a bit of a prize out to you. Um so yeah, great to be involved and well done for everybody to um mix it up uh yeah, and share their stories. Yeah, I know. A big shout out. I must say I do approve of Isabel and Kate's trip to Moon Underwater. Great place, great chips there. If you're in if you're in the market for a French fry, they do a really good plate of potato. It's really good stuff there. Good, good, good. Well done, James. Good research yet again. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, should we kick the show off? We're gonna we're we're gonna get underway with Mal Law, who um, who we got to know as a result of his High Five O challenge for mental health that he completed in two thousand fifteen, and then uh, and then subsequently Fifty the movie. So that whole piece of work that he did um, ended up raising over five hundred five hundred and twenty thousand dollars for mental health the mental health foundation which is pretty amazing so that's that was kind of the start when where i first sort of uh sort of got to know mel and then uh so we're going to discuss that we're going to discuss his own training and his awesome wild things community and the brand new point to point ultra called the wild that's due to be held in december 2022 
Yeah, super exciting. Really looking forward to having a chat to Belle and uh, hearing about those adventures. And then we're going to move on to uh, talk to Kerry. Kerry Uren, who's the uh, race director of the brand new race Tekapur event. Uh, and Kerry's going to let us in on a few secrets from around the course uh, and what we can expect when the start gun goes off on Saturday, September 11th. And as I said, come for the run, stay for the fun. The, web, uh, the website is a great testament to that. So looking forward to having a, a chat with Kerry about a, a new and exciting event, one which may even get um, yours truly on the start line. I'm looking forward to going down there. Ooh, ooh. Right, okay, good, good, good. Uh, and, not, and we're going to round up the show with Jess Garrett. She's a CP coach. She's based in Wanaka, and uh, she'll be on the start line of that 32K race ticket boat, all going to plan. And also, I've just put a name down for this, but the wild event potentially the following year, but she actually has to qualify, which we're going to talk about as well. Just shares with her a running journey, her coaching philosophy, and what she enjoys most about putting her toe on the start line of, the, of these awesome running adventures that we have uh, basically on our backyard. Yeah, absolutely. What a what a great show it's going to be. I'm, I'm excited. As always, uh, if you do have a question or a comment uh, for any of our guests, please do leave it in the comment section below. We'll, we'll endeavour to, to get that out there. Remember the prize uh, that's up for grabs tonight, but uh, I think we should probably kick on with it, shouldn't we, Rich? What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Push the buttons. James? All right. Mal, coming in. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Mal Law. Hey, guys. How are you? Well, yeah, thanks. So, thanks so much for joining It's great to have you. Thank you. No, it's good to be here. Brilliant. Good stuff. Mal, tell us a bit about your background. How did you get into ultra running? Uh, um, well, I've been running one way or another for um, some 30 years or more. Um, I never really set out to be an ultra runner. Um, I don't even really think of myself as one, to be honest. Right. Um, for me, running's always been more about adventure than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess I first started to do it on a on a regular basis um, when I uh, got an interest in multisport way back in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the first time I really started running off road. Anyway. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And early nineties, and then how did it evolve from there? Uh, well, for a good um, good ten years, it was really very much around, very much just a part of what I did as a as a multi sporter. So I was a, a mm -hmm. multidisciplinary <laughs> athlete. Be careful, yeah. careful how I use that phrase around people like you. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it was one of the one of the things I did. It wasn't the be all and end all. Um, uh then i guess when my multi-sport career started to dwindle due to lack of time and um running out of people that wanted to support me um yeah. <laughs> and i i i i fell into this uh trail slash ultra running thing largely because i came up with the idea of doing the great walks back to back um and that oh. was back in 2009 and it was the first yeah. of my charity fundraisers so that's yeah. kind of what put me on the path of this um, much more focused, some, more, some would say obsessed trail running passion. Um, <laughs> yeah. And every now and again, I still jump in a kayak or get on a bike, but I've got to say it's uh, pretty few and far between these days, yeah. Yeah, nice to have that variety that you can jump in and do to mix it up. But you live in an amazing oh. place, so you've got that there, haven't you? Yeah, no, I... I Every every journey of the first, I vow that I'm going to do more of both those other things because it's it's got to be healthy. But um, yeah, 
I don't know. There's something so efficient about running, isn't there? You know, you just slip on a pair of shoes and off you go. There's, it's, it's. You can do an awful lot in a short in a short amount of time compared to those other disciplines. Yeah, absolutely. So you obviously would you say enjoyed that first challenge? How did that first one go? Uh, running back to back was it back to back day to day to day? The great it, walks. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the it was called the seven and seven challenge. I took the seven mainland great walks, um, yeah. which doesn't doesn't count the uh, as they were then before the Paparoa. Um, mm. Of course, that doesn't count the Wanganui River journey. I've never understood yeah. how that is a great walk when you're supposed to paddle yeah. the bloody thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I did the other seven back to back and finished with the Kepler challenge. Um, and oh. at the time, that was well, actually. Uh, it was a it was a huge undertaking for me because although I had a, a a background in endurance sport, I was actually coming off the back of several very lean years where I'd done very little and had to build my base again from scratch. So I had no idea when I came up with the idea how I how I'd go, and in the end, I was delighted with how well I got through it, and um, I survived and raised a, a good chunk of money for uh, the Leukemia Foundation, which was a cause very close to my heart. Yeah. Yeah, good on you, good on you. So uh, how was the Kepler? Uh, that's not really, that's the opposite of a taper, isn't it? Getting into the Kepler challenge. Yeah, it's kind of a risky thing to do, building a whole sort of week-long fundraising venture uh, around a race that you're going to finale with, not even knowing if you can get into that race or not. <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I got in. Otherwise, it would have been a bit, a bit of a fizzer. It's like, oh, I've done six, but I uh, can't do the last one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, good. So, you you got through and got around that well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Survived it, yeah. Good, good job. Uh, so, talk us about the next the, the next big thing, obviously, um, around that High Five O challenge. How did that come about and what was the goal around that when you first was sort of – piecing it together and organizing it and planning it yeah it, it, it wasn't one of those things that had a definitive moment where it came into being it kind of evolved over time um my my first passion probably even um way back going way back um has been more for peak bagging than anything um okay so i grew up in this family um with a dad who was obsessed with climbing mountains, not yeah. um, alpine mountaineering. You know, we grew up in the UK, but we spent all our holidays in Scotland. Yeah. And in Scotland, there's a series of mountains called the Munros. There's 282 of them listed. And the goal wow. is you you bag them all over usually a period of years. In my case, yeah. I've done 50 and I still got, I've been going for 50 years on it. I still got 80 to go. Um, <laughs> my, my dad knocked them all off way back in the, like the mid seventies. So it's a, he he planted that seed. Um, so yeah. I've always loved the idea of peak bagging. Then more luckily, I'd got into the trail running. I'd got into the fundraising scene. Uh, I was constantly just looking for the next thing that would push my push my um, push my comfort zone a bit further. And so those kind of things they all kind of morphed together. I was also um, I had been thinking around the time of my fiftieth birthday, which by then it was quite long gone. Of doing something involving the number fifty, it was all a bit vague. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be fifty marathons, fifty peaks, and in the end, I decided to wrap it all up at the grand old age of fifty-four. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's how it came about. Mm. Quite nice. organic, really. Yeah, which is great. Which is great. And it was fundraising for the Mental Health Foundation. What was the mm -hmm. motivation around that? 
Oh, threefold, really. Firstly, um, uh, many years before my brother-in-law had taken his own life, um, and for me, that was quite a traumatic experience because um, mm. I was the one that found him after after he did oh, that. No. Uh, I've also had some struggles with the black dog myself. Um, mm -hmm. Thankfully, the, the very mild end of the uh, the spectrum, but yeah. I know what it is to go through that. Yeah. And most importantly, tying the cause with the activity, I just know how um, incredibly beneficial running is to maintaining mental well-being mm -hmm. so not only as a preventative but as therapy when you're when you are in a dark space if you can yeah. drag yourself outside and get running in some beautiful place it invariably um helps um yeah. so on many many levels yeah i mean it's a it's a well-proven well-proven theory i don't need to convince anyone of it anyone anyone that's a runner knows knows about yeah. the runner's high and um, yeah. So I, I just love the fact that I could, through the activity, it, it it was very, very much connected with the cause. You know, there was a, yeah. as well as raising funds, we were pushing the message that be active, get outdoors, get into nature mm -hmm. and feel the benefits because it's not just physical but mental benefits you'll derive. So it just yeah. all congealed together very nicely, really. Yeah, nice, nice work. Um, and congratulations on, on like, I was doing some research around this five, $120,000 that you raised for that during that time. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> way over way over what we ever expected. And yeah. I have to say, you know, it's um, largely down to the efforts of um, other people as well, because I, I, it wasn't just me doing the running. It wasn't just me uh, doing the fundraising. But every, every day of those 50, I had a team of people that met me at the start got me through the day um, and it, every one of those people was on board on the understanding that they helped with the fundraising. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a collective effort. Um, it's a very effective way of um, raising raising funds, actually. It's like pyramid selling for charity. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it multiplied by a factor of many the the financial impact of, of, of that of that challenge yeah. yeah yeah fantastic so reflecting back that was six years ago six years later what what are uh, one or two sort of key learnings that come out of that upon reflection now of that whole experience uh on a personal level probably the biggest thing i've learned is that i am breakable okay. <laughs> i had <laughs> you went through I, that during that when you were uh, caught, didn't you? yeah well it was yeah, I mean, there was there was there was stuff I had to deal with during the challenge, with sickness and injury, um, but even more so the aftermath, um, yeah. which involved a horrible period of chronic fatigue, um, and accepting. Well, it took me a good year to even recognise the fact that I had it and then do something yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and I guess up until that point, you know, I had. I had um, started to think of myself as a as as being unbreakable. I'd done some fairly strenuous back to back day to day, day after day stuff, um, and, and probably got a bit cocky about it. Um, yeah. But we all have our limits, and so I have had to learn to recognise those limits and recognise the symptoms of when 
I'm pushing too hard on all fronts, not just physical activity on all fronts, and um, learn how to how to you know just uh, be a bit more mindful and and keep life in balance a bit more. Um, yes, yes. But you know the other the other great learning out of that is that uh, uh, we the human body is uh, is capable of amazing stuff. I mean, it may it may suffer in the long term, but I yeah I push myself so so hard on that thing um, to a point that you know ten years ago I would never have thought would have thought was remotely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the body did it. Um, so yeah, you've you know the le- the the learning was that we are capable of an incredible amount, but the corollary of that is that um it can come at a price and you've got to be very wary of of that and be willing to accept it and ultimately do something about it if 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 need be Mm. yeah yeah that's right and over those 10 years you're sort of teaching yourself of what you can do and building confidence and what you can actually do and then and then your body will follow that to a point clearly and then it's obviously Mm. um when you did acknowledge that, that I, I have definitely overcooked myself, well, then actually to repair and recover and, and properly look after yourself. What were like on that? There was a number of people that do sort of battle with that sort of chronic fatigue because as endurance athletes, generally we kind of figure out more is better. Is there any things that you did once you acknowledged that yourself that you're in a bit of a hole and you're not really improving and recovering as much as what you would normally do that you help to get yourself back on track again? Uh, well, I gave up running for four months. Went cold turkey. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. It did actually help. It was just you know, it was a, I'd been going hard for many, many years with it without a break, mm. and um, so physically I was exhausted. So that was part of the physical recovery. Uh, but I had to, I had to address uh, diet. I had to address sleep. I had to. The biggest one probably was just addressing uh, mindfulness and just trying to. Get a little bit more calmer into my life okay, because I'm okay. one of those. I'm one of those people who just goes at life like a bull out of the gate. You know, I'm physically, mentally, emotionally engaged. Yeah, pretty much every moment that I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I don't think it was the physical activity that that did me. It was a catalyst, but it was the emotional and mental strain of finishing that challenge and then carrying on doing another six weeks of fundraising, making a movie that was a very stressful experience in itself. Mm. Um, and then taking it on a taking it on tour for a couple of months and standing up in front of an audience night after night. And <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, it's Always really, really draining. Yeah, draining, draining experience. And you're just constantly mm. engaged, engaged. Your brain doesn't get a chance to turn off. Yeah. So I've you know I've had to learn ways to try and chill out. Be a bit more mindful, and um, got a lot to thank dogs for in that respect. <laughs> dogs, dogs are great coaches when it when it comes to living in the moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Just go and walk the dog. Just kind of be there, just yeah. now. Rather that's, than that's what I did for four months. That's what I did for four months. Instead of going for a run every day, I went for an early morning walk down by the lake with the dog. Started doing two k, worked up to five k over four months. Um, yeah. Did did some gentle stretching outdoors and just watch the dog being living a pure joyful life and it was uh, yeah i gradually got it back together 
Yeah, good stuff. Good job. Well done. Well done. Um, speaking of that, in winter, it's a tough time of year. There's lots of darkness around. Weather's not uh, brilliant from time to time. Um, and many of us would prefer to hibernate uh, and to a various extents. How do you look after your own mental health at this time of the year? Obviously, there's, there's some running to do. Is there anything else that you do? Other, other advice, I guess, to give others? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some just uh, this is a tricky one because I I love the hibernation thing in winter as well. I mean, I absolutely adore winter because it is an opportunity to sit inside in front of a fire, have a glass of red wine, and and it's so different to what you generally do in the summer. And I think that yes. variety through the year, if you're lucky enough mm. to live in a place like Wanaka where you get that changing seasons, mm. is actually a good thing. So. In many ways, I think the secret is not to fight that, but to embrace it. Cool. Um, cool, cool. But having 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 said that, I know for my own well-being, I cannot sit indoors all day, even in winter. So there is that discipline of getting outside. But I, I just don't treat winter as a time to go and do really serious stuff. I just treat it as a any time outdoors is almost a bonus. I do try and get out every day. If, if, if it's just to walk the dog or do a short run or climb above the inversion layer and get to the top of a small hill. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, try and get outside, but don't beat yourself up if you don't. You know, there is there is a lot that's of joy right. to be found from sitting sitting indoors in front of a fire, so embrace mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a good company, and, and yeah, enjoy that. That's great. Yeah, um, changing changing text slightly. The Wild Things Trail directly directory and community. Um, can you just sort of hear how that came about? And because obviously you've talked a lot about community and from your fundraising perspective and getting people out up the hill with you and doing your high five O challenge as well. So how did that come about? And, and reflecting on it, what are you most proud about in regards to that? Um. It the, the trail directory came about uh, primarily, I think, the, um, because of this background, this childhood background of mine with around peat bagging that mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. already talked about. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I'd always had this idea of making trails and you know classic sort of trail running routes into a collectible item in the same yeah. way as peaks can be a collectible item. You tick them off. So I love the idea of actually building a resource that gave people ideas for different runs and as they went through them they could tick them off and get points for them and get themselves on a leaderboard and get engaged and all that all that stuff because it, right. it's, it's motivating at the it end is, of the day yeah. and it's it's a way of encouraging people to get out and explore this beautiful beautiful country yeah. that's crisscrossed with all these amazing trails and we're, yes, we're blessed yeah. and yeah. you know I've, I've been lucky enough to run a lot of those trails over the years um and I just wanted to find a way of sharing that passion and encouraging others to get out and explore. And so the, the trail directory seemed like the, the logical way to do it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, the community that's grown up around that has partly uh, been born out of the need to um, monetize the trail yeah. directory yeah. because you know, we, we've invested... Oh, we invested something like $150,000 in building that thing. Wow. wow. And yeah. it, can only, it can only be done um, with funds. So yeah. it, was, you know, it became obvious to me quite early on that if you if you want to, if we wanted to build something that was really worthwhile and really world class, 
that it was going to cost a lot of money and therefore we needed people to um, contribute to that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we can give them back in return for that um, contribution is a community they can be a part of. Um, so I think a community would have grown up around it anyway, but yeah. it was, it was, yeah, there's nothing like, um, nothing like financial imperative to, Put a, bit of pressure on to, to put a bit of pressure on them and make you even keener to build that community yeah 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 yeah. that's great and is it do you what, what do you do what what does a, a male law day in a week look like is it do you do sort of a big chunk of your week is around the um the wild things community sort of thing or is, is there other things that you do because obviously you're pretty active in that just kind of keeping an eye on things and, and managing yeah. all the comments yeah. and bits and pieces it it wasn't it was never the intention, Rich. I have to be honest. It was um, I've I've got a I've got the original concept document still sitting on my laptop that I shared with a few people. And um, one of the one of the one of the critical statements on the first page is, and it will not take up too much of Mal and Sal's time. Well, <laughs> okay. that that one didn't quite work out. Um, yeah, I mean, the, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm an ideas guy. I'm I just cannot stop having ideas yes. um and each each idea results in a, in a in some new functionality and each bit of extra functionality that we add to that re- brings in more work mm-hmm. um so basically i've just it's snowballed and it takes up more and more of my time um yeah. so yeah most of my week is spent on on um wild things and lastly on the on the wild the uh, yeah. the race that we're probably gonna have a quick chat about yeah. i think mm-hmm. um yeah it's i live a fairly dull existence everything revolves around running um, it's not dull that's exciting i'm sure there's <laughs> a lot of people that go take me i'll do that it is it is it's it's, it's i'm not i'm not always sure it's healthy it's perhaps a little bit uni focused you know a little yeah. bit a little bit a little bit blind tunnel um i do have other interests um i i, I love getting out we've got we've got a, a bit of a section here in wanaka and uh yeah, yeah we i do love getting out there and tending to the native plants that we're trying to nurture despite the best efforts of rock dust for soil and, and rabbits um <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but never yeah, never enough the, of that at the end of the day it's about the people isn't it and you and doing yeah. good and to help people and that's what's motivating isn't it like you're building this 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 trail directory uh, helping and assisting people to get outside and and you're doing it for the right reason so it it's not hard to get up and do it is it because actually i know that that that, that this is being doing good for well, that's right community. It's, it's, yeah yeah, I mean, it's, if it ever becomes a chore, then that's the that's the time to get out, I guess. Ninety um, percent of it is still enjoyable. There is the inevitable, you know, drudgery of admin that that yes. gets to you from time to time. Um, but yeah, not too many days go by without someone just letting us know how much they appreciate what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And it's it's massively rewarding on on that basis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Ultra running's often more often about type two fun than type 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 one fun. So as in type two fun, it's fun that's not really fun, but maybe on reflection it's fun. <laughs> um, rather than the type one fun that's like skiing downhill is like yeah, or riding your and whizzing downhill fast. So and often the more adversity, the better the story. So 
Can mm. you sort of reflect upon maybe one of those moments that when your day potentially did turn to custard, but you managed to kind of scrape through? I'm sure you've got a few just, of those. Just, just the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've, we I've, have, I've, have I've, a highlight show. Oh, I could, I could probably write a book about the moments that I've. Um, yeah, uh, I, one. There's one. Uh, one I'll share with you that stands out. In, yeah. in my memory, um, I it was the the inaugural um, Cary Ultra Run up on the Coromandel Peninsula, the very right. first year that that happened, um, which was somewhere around 2011, 12, something, probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I was probably at just about my physical peak at that point before the... Yeah. <laughs> The inevitable old age decline started to set in. Yeah. And um, I went out with a very sensible race plan that went out of the window after about five minutes because I was feeling quite sprightly and running way faster than I could do. And um, sort of halfway through that 70K run, you got to the point where the the other carry ultra, the 30-odd K run, started on the yeah. beach at, at somewhere at, on, on the Coromandel. And Sal was doing that. And I was running along thinking, hey, if I if I put my foot down, I can make it to the start and do the rest of the run with Sal. <laughs> so I start I started my race plan went completely out the window. And it was basically a, my goal had become to get to the halfway point by a certain time, which is ultra suicide. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. sure enough, yeah. things played out exactly as you would expect them to. <laughs> I ended up rushing through an aid station trying to make the the start of the, the of the shorter run lost all my food, lost all my fluid, missed the starting gun and saw them all disappearing down the oh, beach. No, and this running is... up and going, hey, guys, wait, wait, wait for me. I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. And oh, died a horrible, horrible, horrible death. Um, tried to DNF and the guy on the aid station said, yeah, yeah, you can pull out here. Just sit down there. There'll be a, there'll be a quad bike along within three to four hours. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just going to walk out to the road and hitch a lift. And Yes, yes, yes. So I, I walked out to the road and guess what? Came right and finished okay. the run. Horribly slow time, but, um, yeah. you know, that's the other great learning from that. It was probably the first time I'd been in the absolute pit of despair and then <laughs> come out of it. And yeah. it's it happens in pretty much any ultra setting. You can be sure you're going to have the, the, the down patch, but if you persevere and just reformulate, yeah. Um, you will most likely pop out and nine, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, you can finish. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of keeping moving forward. Just don't stop. Yeah. As long as you're yeah. walking, you're, you're getting there, aren't you? Relentless forward motion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. That's that's fantastic. Um, in terms of a lot of getting into the outdoors is about um, the awesome gear and technology that's constantly being developed. Is there a latest gadget or gear that you're excited about? Ah, you know, I'm not that much of a gear freak, to be honest. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily know that with a look around our garage and see how many different packs I've got. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, or how many different pairs of shoes there are in various states of disrepair on the shelves. Yeah. They've all got um, their purpose, haven't they? It, they do they absolutely do most of them are gardening shoes now but never never mind um yeah, yeah so i'm not i'm not a gear freak uh by any stretch of the imagination but tell you the 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 um device that i have come to really love and appreciate is my garmin inreach mini um okay. because these days for me it's all about 
it's all about adventure, uh, mm-hmm. getting out into the remoter I can get, the better. Um, I yeah. do love um, being in the hills on a solo mission. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is an inherently risky thing, even with the skills and know-how. You never know when a, when a freak accident's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So having something with you that's, you know, yay big, tiny yeah. little thing that weighs nothing, that can track you, can send a SOS signal if need be, and that you can text from and receive text back to just to let your loved one know how you're going is um, yeah. is gold. So, I, yeah, I love yeah. my Garmin and Reach Mini. Yeah, good, good, good. That's awesome. Um, let's have a bit of a chat about the event that you've got coming up. There's been a bit of a buzz around this, um, the wild. So a brand new ultra running adventure that's uh, due to hit Queenstown in 2022. So that's the end of next year, so in December. Mm-hmm. You've got a 20-mile, a 50-mile, and a 100-mile. So first off, the mile bit. Actually, sometimes like for, for New Zealanders that are used to working with kilometres, you're like, ah, 20 miles. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 miles, yeah. Know, right? But yeah. actually, if we do the maths and actually think about that for a moment, that's that's a pretty serious uh, distance, even, even on your shortest option. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the reason that yeah, Karen. was the question about why miles rather than kilometers? Oh, no, that's just <laughs> it's more of a statement. That's just but an you tell us yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, the whole the whole uh, genesis of the idea really came from fast packing the hard rock course over in Colorado. OK. Um, and having done that over a period of five days um, with the two times winner, um, Anna Frost, yeah. um, just got my brain firing and I was like, hey, we've got some amazing mountains back home. Yeah. Why haven't we got something like Hard Rock, which is um, a beautiful uh, journey. It's a, it's, a, it's a clean loop. There's nothing mm-hmm. whatsoever convoluted about the course. You start in one place, you do this beautiful, clean, logical loop um, through the San Juan Mountains and you finish where you started. Um, it's not a point to point, Rich, which I've heard you saying. It's a it's yeah. it's a loop. Oh, sorry, you yeah. run you you run for up to fifty hours and get back to where you started. You know, there's, <laughs> there's way more point to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, right, so so it's a loop, but but we're, 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 it's a journey. So then we don't yeah. need to do a car shuttle at the end of it, do we? We can sort of uh, pick no. up our gear and sort of carry on. That's good. Unle- like unless you're DNF halfway around, in which case you're a bit stuffed. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we might be waiting for a quad bike for four to three yeah, <laughs> yeah. a long time. No. Yeah. We'll have plans in place, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So so that's the key uniqueness about the event is that actually it's a journey rather than a, a cloverleaf shape or a figure eight or, or any of those sort of things that are yeah, that, that yeah, I mean, options end up becoming. Yeah, mo- mo- most of the options in New Zealand involve in lo- involve running around in circles or mm. uh running uh loops or loops within loops or yeah, and I take nothing away from any of those events. They're all really really cool events in their own right you know in particular northburn um which is the only 100 mile i've ever done i love the event um yeah so i'm taking absolutely nothing away from those but i do think there was a place on the calendar for a hard rock-esque event yes. which represented a a journey where you only ever did any one piece of trail once 
Yeah, hundred percent. And and those those different ways of doing it is a great way to kind of manage people and kind of create a bit of almost community as you're running through aid stations and bits and pieces and seeing other yeah. people on the track. Um, whereas this, you're going to get more and more spread out as you go. So, can you quickly describe the course or the courses? What do they look like? Where do they go? Um, okay, so yeah, I mean they all they all start and finish at Coronet Peak Ski Field. They're okay. all loops. So there's a small loop, a middle-sized loop, and a humongously big loop. Um, yeah. But they, um, particularly the the long, the two longer courses, head out into the back country between Queenstown and, and Wanaka, in the big conservation area known as the Mahu Fenua um, area, uh, which the Motor Tapu Trail and the Motor Tapu Ultra okay. runs through. I know you know that because uh, I met mm -hmm. you on that a couple of years That's ago right. when you were biking and yeah. I was running. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the epicenter of, of, of where we're running. Yeah. Um, with the miler, we cross the uh, Cardona Road twice and um, do a little bit on the on the eastern side of the road. Um, but what I love about the, the whole concept is crossing that road twice, that is the only two times that your feet touch tarmac in mm -hmm. 165 kilometers of running. So when we call it the wild, it is genuinely wild for yes, yes. a great chunk of it. Yeah, brilliant. So that's your job is to is and you've done it already. You've tracked these courses. You've done you've done parts or bits of the courses the whole way around. You've stepped on every. Yep, part yeah, I've of done the. I've, yeah, fast, I've fast packed the hundred mile over five days. Mm -hmm. I've run the twenty mile a couple of times and. I haven't yet run the 50 mile all in one go, but I, I know it all intimately. I've done most of it in, yeah. in one go. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well versed with the with the terrain. Um, I'm going to be spending a good chunk of next summer out in those mountains, um, probably camping out quite a lot, just absolutely nailing the um, positioning of trap markers and you know, just doing all the necessary research to make sure we've got uh, marshals in the right places, arrows in the right places, um, and uh, yeah, doing that stuff. Yeah, looking looking after the participants. So it's not just sign up. I, I'm going to go and do this event. You've actually got to qualify. So I think if James, if he's listening in the background, he's going to throw up uh, this one that I was shared today oh, with actually. Oh. Penny, who's um, based in Nelson that we're working with. So she shared yeah. this with me. So she was listening and she was like, right, I need to get the inside on what this is all about. So do you want to just quickly describe what were the image that we put on the screen right now? Yeah, that is your that is your warrant of wildness, um, which basically means that based on the information you've told us about yourself, um, we are satisfied that you have the the skills and experience and wherewithal to uh, be self-reliant out in the terrain that we're sending you for the time that you're likely to be out there. Um, there there's just no two ways about it. There is no other run that is as demanding as the Wild is 100 in particular is going to be. Um, and we need, we don't want bunnies out there. We, we yeah. do not want people who who's, who say, I'm an ultra runner, I've done Tarawira 60K. Because yeah. that is not going to equip you for a journey through these big mountains. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we are 
absolutely determined that um you know from a for, for health and safety reasons that we do everything we can to make sure that the people who we put on that course are mm -hmm. capable of looking after themselves on that course you know there's still going to be there's still going to be a high attrition rate there's still going to be yeah. lots of people dropping out because yeah. man it's mean yeah. but we can be as confident as we can be that we're not putting people out there who are way beyond their depth because yeah, so who to, knows what can yeah so do you have to qualify for the so the hundred? Yep, I definitely get that. But what about the 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 other events, the the shorter the ones? 50, fifty. The, yeah, the fifty, the 50 miles also got also you need to qualify for. Although obviously we're less demanding on, in terms yeah. of what we're expecting people to um, be capable of on that one. The twenty mile you don't need to qualify. You just need to be um, you just need to have a thirst for adventure and be happy that you can deal with what's out yeah. there. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're looking we're we're looking beyond people's running resumes. We we want to know that people have got experience uh, in backcountry, be that through mm -hmm. tramping, hunting, search and yeah. rescue work, whatever. We just we just need to know that people have got more than a good running resume. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because a lot of like events, and that's what they do is they look after people, don't they? So, so actually yeah. doing solo adventures is, is probably more of a, a a plus on the resume rather than sort of just getting through. The totally, yeah, that's and that's very specifically one of the questions we ask is about solo missions that you've organised and, and done. Hmm. Um, now, don't get me wrong, we are we've got aid stations out there, we're going to have marshals out there, we are going to be trying to look after people as best we can. But the nature of the environment is that anything can happen um mm -hmm. course markings can be blown away the cloud can drop and if you don't know how to do some basic navigation in those in yep. those circumstances and not be 100 percent reliant on following a trail because there may not be a trail <laughs> there isn't yeah. in some of the places we send you there is no trail yeah um then you know we don't we don't want people out there that are, are just going to freak lie down and no, that's Wait right. Wait for the and helicopter the when, the day, when the cloud clears in two days' time. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, we don't want that. And it's a positive experience, obviously, for everybody. So if we're well prepared, that will help. Um, so yeah. to finish up, Mel, three top tips for someone else that's looking, uh, someone that's actually looking to complete uh, a mission like this on the on their scale, the the twenty, the fifty, or the hundred. What are what 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 are some key things that you would say to people as they like? Oh, that sounds actually a bit like me. What would you say? uh okay three things i would say get out and do some uh long hikes uh yep. as, so don't just don't just think about running as far as you can get out for some long days carrying some weight on your back in 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 the shape of a, a good sized pack um upskill uh on your navigation yeah um so at least make sure you've got the rudimentaries of, of map and compass navigation yeah. Uh, and you want a third one? Um, 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 something else? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, get, you probably want to get your, you get get uh, multi multi hour nutrition totally totally sus. Work out mm -hmm. what's good what, what what's good for you. Uh, what yeah. you can what you can survive on. Um, what yeah, doesn't good. work? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. No, that's right. Uh, so you can you can look after yourself and fuel yourself and keep fueling yourself uh, for the length of time you're going to be out there. Yep. 
Brilliant, Mel. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, nutrition and looking after yourself while while you're out there for for a long period of time, we've got a quick quick fast five. If you'd like to have a crack at those with us, Mel, just to finish off. Most of them Ooh, are food. You didn't, you didn't tell me I was going to be doing this. Nowhere to hide anything. So, um, <laughs> Mel, uh, training morning or evening for you? Uh, morning. Otherwise, it won't happen. Good. <laughs> Good job. And for speaking of food, favourite ice cream flavour? <laughs> I have friends who give me a hard time about this. Vanilla. I'm a vanilla guy. <laughs> it's versatile. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It says a lot about um, your personality, and- apparently, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blank canvas, put it that way. <laughs> um, a fancy meal out or a home-cooked meal for you? Uh, home-cooked, mostly. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy a fancy meal out, but yeah. Yeah, beans yeah, on toast yeah. in front of the fire. Pretty good. <laughs> Favorite snack to eat well uh, eat while out on a running adventure. Uh anything involving peanut butter. Oh right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll keep you moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and where would you eat that? Where's your favorite place to run? Oh my favorite place to eat would be sitting on top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Any it doesn't matter where with a view. Yeah. Yeah, any any ground mountain. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah good job. Well done, Mel. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing your stories. It's been really great to to hear. And um, and I, I just yeah, I I've, for those that haven't seen the fifty film, uh, I even just watching the trailer, it gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? It's a real, it's a it's a, a really great film, and uh, it's fantastic. We've had the opportunity to have a talk with you, and thanks very much for all the work you've done in that mental health space, but also. With wild things and everything else, it's it's appreciated by a huge number of people. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, very nice. Well done, Mel. Look up to see yeah. Keep up Cheers. the great work and catch up soon. Thanks, Mel. Well, like, look see forward to seeing you. Thanks, guys. Oh, heavy hitting stuff, Rich. That's fantastic, isn't it? What a great, what yeah, a great so story. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We've got to keep talking to him. He's uh, what a great guy and, and great to share and great to learn from. Uh, yeah, no, really good chat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's worth a watch if you haven't seen the film. Go and Google it. It's it's really really good. And even just watching the trailer for a few minutes, uh, it gets me going. So uh, yeah, really good stuff. Great to have Mel on. Onwards, yeah, if you haven't done that, just on that, like as every New Zealander yeah. should watch it, shouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I jumped the gun. I said onwards. We should carry on with the show. What do you think? We should. Yeah, hundred percent. So just on that, before we do move on. Uh, Yep. Drop us a comment, uh, ask us a question, etc., etc. We've got a race tickapo entry to give away, a Solomon Prize plaque plus some pure that we're going to slide in there as well and going to send it out to your place. So um, uh, just keep in touch with us as we go during the show, after the show, and then we'll get that out to you. But uh, Kerry, you're in. Uh, we're going to continue the running theme of our show. Kerry is the race director of the brand new race tickapo event. So um, let's get Kerry on, have a bit of a chat. She's been sitting in the in the wings for a little bit. Nice. Here comes Kerry. Three, two, one. Hi. Hi, Kerry. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. It was a bit mean putting me on after Mal. Like, it's a tough act to follow. <laughs> you know, just have me on to the start and then he could have finished off. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, he's awesome. really interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, I tell you yeah. what, I tell you what, I, I, I probably got more of a shot of getting around um, around the race tickerball course than I do from getting around 100 miles in Queenstown after the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's about yeah. the level of challenge, isn't it, James? We want it to be yeah. successful. We want to start somewhere and we can build towards that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That, we want that smile on your face still, don't we? That's, yeah, that's right. I do, I do like the sound of all of the eating that's involved in um, in that new event, but both new events. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll come for the run and we'll stay for the fun in Tekapur. So looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great weekend. And um, yeah, it's quite, it's interesting listening to Mal talk about the wild. And I think, um, like I also organised the Mount Oxford Odyssey. So that race has a really tough run. And I think it's great having these events that the more um, the people who really want to challenge themselves and go and do those events, they've got lots of options now. But I mm -hmm. still think it's really nice having a race like um, the Tikapo event where I think trail running, when I started organising events, trail running was quite new and everyone yeah. was road running and everyone then moved on to trail running. And then I think people now, there's a move to, you know, a marathon, it's like, you know, oh, that's not enough. And people are constantly looking for something more and more. But I yeah. think it's really important to remember that the shorter distance is actually also really awesome. And mm -hmm. I think having an, a new event that doesn't necessarily focus on the long races um, is also really neat. And and I think there's a lot of people out there that are still running, you know, 12K, 15, 20K, and that's still a, a really long way. Like if you run a half yeah. marathon, you think, man, this is a really long way. And I think it's really important to value that as well. And um, I think it's great there's these massive events out there, and I think it's really nice that there's still 10K runs and um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think the Tikapo event's going to be – I think it caters for everyone. I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to yeah, good, and I like that. Like I think uh, as we get into our running journey and go longer and go longer, often we go. Actually, I've got my limit, and actually that wasn't fun anymore. So it's okay yeah. to go and, and find yeah. that sweet spot as well, yeah. and and hopefully finish with a bit of a smile on your face. And it's never easy. You just go faster when it's a bit shorter, often, but um, are able yeah. to enjoy it and not maybe suffer so much. So so yeah, yeah no, I completely agree with that. So. Um, what's unique about this uh, race Tikapo event in your well, in your perspective, Kerry? Since you've been around for a while, you've uh, organised a number of events. Yeah, I think um, the main thing is the location. You know, we've yeah. holidayed in Tikapo quite a bit over the years and camped down mm -hmm. there with the kids. And we've always sort of thought, um, how come there's no race down at Tikapo? Because it's just such an obvious place to have a destination event. Yes, and, yes, yes. Um, yeah, and then when I sort of brought it up, I talked to um, Holly Woodhouse and mm -hmm. there was, um, we had a great chat and it sounds like there were quite a few people down there that they'd, you know, been talking about it and um, were yeah. really keen for something to to happen. And so, um, yeah, and I just think the community, one, I've just talking to everyone and I've just met so many people and they're, they're just the most genuine community. I mean, if you can get a house in Tikapo, I'd highly recommend moving. It's just such a nice place and um the community are just an incredible bunch of people so um i think i think the the vibe of the town and the the people that are there are actually going to make the race and um yeah and i also think the courses are um like every week everywhere you go when you're out on the course you're just blown away by what you're looking at and i think it's just going to make you make the race really special yeah, and that's what I mean about when you jump onto the the Race Tickable website. 
they've got one of those mm. iconic images looking out over the lake down towards the snow-covered peaks. And you can't really, you can't help but think to yourself, wow, what an amazing place to go for a run, right? So it's, I know. it's what else? Yeah, you've mentioned the community, but what specifically about um, Tekapur do you think makes it such a, an awesome spot to go for a run? And what's what's going to contribute to the uniqueness of of, of the event that, that we're holding here? Well, I think, um, well, the views kind of, they're really out of this world. Like, I don't think there's many races that you go that everywhere you look, you have moments of just like, oh, wow, look at that. I was I was just up on Mount John last um, Thursday, and I literally, once I got to the summit and then carried on the rest of the loop, there was no one around. I think I just, was no tourists probably, but um, it yeah. was just, I just kept looking around myself and just thinking how lucky I was, and I just, it was actually almost emotional. Like, I just thought, this place is just amazing, and I think people are going to love, I think, um, I think there'll be a, just a, a really excited atmosphere, especially it's the first year, and I think people are just going to be like, wow, um, we're going to make sure it's a great, great day. And, um, yeah, I think people, doesn't matter whether you're up Mount John or whether you're going through the regional park, you're just um, in, in amongst the trees, and it's just a really special and unique part of the country. And I just... Yeah, I think there's a lot of events that have great scenery, but this one is where, I mean, this is where everyone goes to photo, you know, photo, photography workshops and, yeah. yeah. And I just think, I think the whole weekend's just going to be really fun. And, um, yeah, the town are just super excited to have everyone there. And, yeah, it's going to be neat. Very cool. It's amazing that you can run in a place that can invoke that kind of response, you know. It's emotional. Yeah. Like, look around. It's so beautiful. So yeah. with that in mind, what, about for those that haven't necessarily been to the area or running at that time of year, what sort of preparation or tips and tricks can can you pass on to people that are, are maybe new to new to the this distance, new to this location, or things that they should do to kind of get organised for an event like this? Yeah, sure. Um, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that Tikapo is still 700 metres above sea level. So um, the altitude is definitely make, has a factor to play. Um, and so Mount John itself is just over 1,000 metres above sea level, but you're actually only climbing, you know, 300 metres. Um, one thing I would say, it's pretty steep at the start of Mount John. So if you're doing the 32, 21 or 12, um, you definitely want to get in some hills, hill training. Um, but then once you hit the top, it's just all downhill. And, um, yeah, and I think um, I think definitely want to consider your gear that you're going to have. Um, we're obviously going to have aid stations, so you're not going to need to carry anything. Um, we have got a seam seal jacket as compulsory items for anyone that's going over Mount John because, really, the weather, it could be anything that time of year. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it, really. I think it's neat we've, because we've got such great access around the course that we can have aid stations and it's fully supported, which um, which is really nice because I know a lot of the 30-odd K races are sort of, you know, up in the back country and don't necessarily have, you know, a lot of people have to take everything. So um, yeah. you don't even need to take your pack if you don't want. So um, it sort of opens it up to a lot of people as well um, that might not normally do those distances. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I guess that leads nicely on to uh, what you can, what sort of people you might expect or what, what sort of people do you think uh, a new event like this would would appeal to? Because you've got such a range of distances, but being in in a beautiful location like it is, what kind of what sort of people would you encourage to to, to come along to a new event like this? 
Well, I think we've um, been really careful about making sure it caters for everybody. So um, mm. when we first announced the race, I got quite a few messages about, um, you know, could there be a marathon course? But at the moment, um, there's really not, just with where we can get access and things, that there's not a great marathon course without doing a bit of an out and back. So um, the 32 cases, 2K is actually quite a tough, you know, it's going to feel like a long way, especially with Mount John at the start. So I think for people who are more experienced runners and actually want to have a big day, um, the 32K is going to be great for them. Um, and a nice step up from a half too, if you've done a few halves. Um, the half marathon's awesome. The the course is, I think, probably one of the best in the country. I think you can't, there's not many half marathons that you have a mountain and then the forest and <laughs> around the side of the lake and past those iconic, um, you know, the church, the Good Shepherd and um, over the bridge. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then the 12K is a great, a great, you know, you can walk it, you can go with your friends to town for, you know, to Tikapo for the weekend and have a social walk and a talk on your way around. And um, and then, of course, you've got the 5K run, which um, we've made sure is really family friendly. Um, prams are welcome, you know, as long as it's off-road. Um, and then, of course, we've got the kids run, which is always neat and everyone gets a medal. Um, yeah, we've just tried to make it. If families want to come for the weekend, there's literally something for mum, dad and the kids Um right through to peak couples coming down for a weekend. And, yeah, I just think there's pretty much something there for everybody. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I've got a couple of a couple of my people that I work with are already signed up, so uh, you can be sure there's going to be uh, at least a couple of Team CP contingents okay. down there. But well, it well, sounds like a fantastic event, and I'm, I really wish you well with it. It's going to be really great. Yeah, yeah thanks. And I just – I. Just want to say that the um, the Tikapo town and Mackenzie district in general, they are just a great bunch of people. And I know they've done, um, it's been pretty tough for them and everyone's sort of been focusing on the main tourist centres, but um, Tikapo's been doing it really tough. And I think it's neat that there's this event out there and we're going to generate a really busy weekend um, for the town. And I just hope people go down and actually um, book in activities at different places and, um, yeah, just make a really, like literally come for the run and stay for the fun because there's so much to do um, down there. You can really fill up your weekend. So, and I just want to um, thank the Tikapo Township, really. They've opened their arms and we just want to make sure it's a really great weekend for them as well. Yeah, good job. Well done, it's so good. Well done for um, getting on the front foot and actually getting this organised, especially as you say, there's there's been a while since there's been anything uh, event-wise down there from an endurance perspective and, and definitely running. So, yeah, well done for all the good work you do. You'll be getting busy in the next little while, so good <laughs> luck for that <laughs> in the lead-up yeah. and uh, looking forward to Great. supporting you, helping you out and uh, cheering all these athletes on come race day. Great. Thanks, guys. No. Thanks for having me on. Well done, That's great, Gary. And I've got a new mantra. Uh, come for the run, stay for the fun. So thank you very much. Awesome. Hope you have too big a weekend, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about running. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah. Great to chat. Yeah, thanks. See ya. Bye. Nice work, James. Nice. Uh, pretty much there's an entry going in in the next of uh, day or so, by the sounds of it. You're signing up. Get organized. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you haven't been down there, even if you just want an idea of, of what it looks like, jump on the website. The photos on there are stunning. And, um, yeah, as Kerry said, you know, there, there aren't many places in the country that would have that kind of backdrop for you to go and run around uh, run around and have a great time, supported by a really great community as well. So um, really, really looking forward to uh, seeing that event. We're really well patronised and supported by the running community. 
Have you put your entry into our into our competition yet, James? About the competition, you never know, you might win it. <laughs> no, we've got some great questions coming up. Actually, thanks for um, thanks for to everybody for uh, including them. Um, I yeah, keep them coming in because we we may be able to forward them on, and those are all part of the competition entry. So do uh, do keep your entries coming in throughout the throughout the show. Thanks very much. But not too many entries because James has got an entry he needs to win. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be checking to see if you're deleting them. Um, let's move yeah. along. Uh, yeah. Winning that uh, Tikapo entry plus some Solomon gear plus some pure um, sport nutrition at the same time. So Jess, Jess is uh, one of our uh, awesome Team CP coaches. She has got an entry into the uh, into the Tikapo race. Um, is she in the background there, James? She is. Let me bring in Jess. Three, two, one. Hello. Welcome. G'day, Jess. Hey. Hello. Thanks doing, for having Jess? me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you've got a bit of running on the cards and um, getting back into the swing of things again. Jess, tell Absolutely. us a little bit about your background. How did you get into endurance sports, your coaching, and ultimately you have just moved to Wanaka as well. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, well, I was a competitive swimmer kind of growing up through high school yeah. and um after I stopped swimming, I um, was actually in a lot of pain and had an undiagnosed back problem. And um, the specialist told me, well, we can operate or you can learn to strength train. And so I quit my job and I learnt, became a PT, learned how to strength train. And I think I'm just one of those people, if I'm interested in something, I will study it and yes. want to master it. Um, if I have a passion for it and that's kind of where that came from I became a Pilates instructor and oh. have a good little goodie bag of skills from CrossFit um, to Ironman University um, and that's where the passion for endurance sports came from I realized wow if I can master the foundations mm -hmm. and do the programming right I can do anything yeah, and yeah. and I just it's so much fun to be involved in this community and um, and that's kind of what I take into my coaching philosophy. I try and make fitness fun and I can empathise with people that have come from injury or a level of no fitness and have these big amazing goals and I really think that um, by programming well and getting the foundations right, um, you can you can do anything. Yeah, that's so good. So <laughs> holding your body together, and as it gets yeah. longer, that becomes even more important, doesn't it? So Absolutely. you're part of our, our strength training team with yes. Kim Vega, who we've had on the show a few times. Um, what are your top three strength exercises for an ultra runner? Could you describe yeah. those quickly? Well, I guess when we think about ultra running, what is the goal and what, what do you want to get out of strength training? And mm -hmm. I kind of think you want to gain efficiency in your balance, mobility, and that ability to navigate difficult terrain. And so my three things would be core routines, strength routines, yeah. and jump routines. So really yeah. getting that core strength strong. Um, so exercises like planks and then building on that over time. So going from yeah. a plank to a lateral plank to a plank mm -hmm. with a knee tuck as you get yeah. stronger and fitter, increasing that core mobility. Um, yeah. And then with the strength, so we want that single limb, single limb strength movements. So yeah. we want to get that single leg stability strong. So you think if you see a tree root coming up, if you want to jump over that, if something suddenly changes on the trail, how can your body adjust quickly to that mm -hmm. um, uncertainty? Uncertainty. 
So we think about starting with single leg squats, lateral squats, um, lunges, elevated lunges, starting simple and progressing over time. And then the jumps routine. So I guess personally, sometimes I still feel nervous running on the downhills. Um, my arms sometimes flare around. And if you're uneasy about navigating uneasy ground, tree roots, hazard in the course, integrating kind of a jumps routine into your strength training can be really beneficial. And this is things like a forward vertical jump, lateral strides, upward strides, and two-legged jumps playing with these and incorporating it and making it harder over time yeah look at that. that's awesome advice that's fantastic um just yeah. you've had a had a few health issues to deal with over the last couple of years and i've really set you back yeah. it's really frustrating <laughs> when you make all these summer plans but you're not able to actually follow through with them due to something yeah. that's kind of out of your control what advice would you give to others when dealing with injury and illness i'd say that recognize that it is temporary so know that there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah. And you can kind of help yourself along the way um, by just pairing things back and being nice to yourself and being gentle in your body. Um, so personally, I was undiagnosed celiac, which wreaked havoc on my system. So yeah. every time I went for a bike ride for a long period of time, I'd end up in the hospital the next day. Um, but I could swim, I could do yeah. yoga, um, and I could rest. So... That's the first thing I would say. Just be gentle on yourself um, and then kind of think ahead. So what's the long-term goal? Is there a specific race that you're training for or do you just want to get to a point where you can go out and walk for an hour? And so what are the little steps that you can take along the way to help you get there? Um, and I think the last thing I'd say about that is who are your tribe? Who keeps you motivated? Who are you connected with? Check in with people. Don't try and do it alone. Um, so keep that open dialogue going and have that support network around you. Yes, yes, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and what have you got on the summer ahead for you, Jess? What are you up to now? So you're, you're based in Monica and yep. you're getting right into the trail running scene and doing lots of that. What have you got lined yep. up? Well, I've got my uh, ticket for um, September, so race tech fun. And I'm excited about that. And I'm going to just do as much as I can while keeping the body fit. So I might do the um, Mackenzie half, but I'm going to work mm -hmm. up to do um, Taupo 70.3 in March. Cool, cool, cool. And um, my fallback, my love, is always ocean swimming. Uh, yeah. That will never change. So once it gets above, uh, closer to summertime, I'll get back in the lake down here get back into some lake ocean swimming and sign up for as many big swims as I can. Awesome, awesome. So good. And, yeah. and that's great to sort of be uh, healthy again and to be excited about those things. And uh, and there's a big variety there as well, isn't there, from from your running to your swimming to your, your triathlon as well. That's fantastic. Ex exactly. And I just say, you know, in winter, do different things. If you're struggling to get out, if it's too cold, if it's raining, it's wet, what have you got around you that can kind of shake things up? So in Wanaka, yeah. we've got indoor rock climbing. Um, yes. I'm going to do cross-country skiing for the first time. Um, cool. I hear that's a great workout, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to seeing a, a bit of a, a, a follow-up on how that's actually gone, Jess. That'll be good. Well, I've got um, a season pass for myself and Trev. 
So yep. Trev will be joining me in the cross-country skiing adventures. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Trev, Trev is not your husband, not your partner. Trev is no, your no. partner in crime. <laughs> Trev is the dog. Yes. <laughs> the other love of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that, that, that's awesome. Yes. Hey, it's fantastic to have you part of our team. Fantastic to have you on yeah. part of our coaching team. All the skills that you bring to the table, but also the enthusiasm and and the love for for what you do is is brilliant and definitely rubs off on the rest of us. So um, keep doing what you're doing and yeah. uh, looking forward to sharing your stories and your adventures on the summer summer ahead. Absolutely. Good yeah, job. it's great to have you back, Jess, and glad that yeah. glad that you're, you're you're happy and healthy and uh, help, uh, happy and healthy now. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> look out! Great yeah. stuff. Nice. Cool. All right, thanks so much, Jess. Take care. See ya. See ya. Thank you. Wow, we want to show, Rick. We're at the yeah. end. Yeah. Well, you've done well. Well done for pushing the buttons. You've done well. You brought our our fairly pie up. You've looked at the wild entry as well. You've uh, you've done well tonight. Yeah, what a show though. I mean, it's 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 so great to to have such a mix of uh, of, of experiences of mm-hmm. of uh, people that have done some really great things. And uh, yeah, it's it's really great. No, I hope everyone's got a lot out of the show. Lots of great comments. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much for everyone that's uh, that's uh, contributed to the show. Uh, and you're all in the draw for the big prize. <laughs> exactly. So, what you're learning? Uh, tell us, tell, give us some feedback on the show, um, etc. And I look forward to he- seeing your comment. You're going to type it in, James. What your learning is, and you could potentially go into that draw to win the race ticket bow entry, plus some a Solomon gear, plus a uh, a pure sport nutrition uh, prize pack as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep my brain ticking over, and I'll put one in after we've. I might have to go and sleep on it. Uh, but thanks so much to our show sponsors uh, tonight, Giant Bikes New Zealand, Salomon NZ, uh, Pure Sports Nutrition, Coffee Culture, Evo Cycles, Front Runner Colombo, Sunto Watches, and, of course, the Gears, True Fleece Marino. What a show. It's uh, been really great. Now, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I know you have too, Rich. Yeah, good job. Well done. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in and look forward to catching up with you next week. I know. Take care, everyone. Thank you. See ya.